The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S. Experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com. Welcome to Off the Page, a weekly podcast produced by the Comox Valley Record. I'm Erin Halschuk, a journalist with the record. Join me as we take a deeper look into the people and stories within the Comox Valley. For the next few weeks on Off the Page, we are doing something a little bit different than our usual format. With the upcoming municipal election on October 15th, we wanted to take a look at what you, our listeners of Off the Page and readers of the Comox Valley Record, have to say, particularly on what you care about in this upcoming election. What is important to you? Are you planning on voting? Why or why not? With the goal of finding out these answers, we've gathered different groups of people together to ask what's on their mind as they prepare to cast their vote. On this episode, we're talking with two seniors, Betty Donaldson and Tony Reynolds. My formal title is Dr. E. Elizabeth Donaldson. I'm a professor emerita from the University of Calgary, where I was in the Faculty of Education and then seconded to Central Administration to help lead the teaching and research office that was designed to increase student retention in various disciplines and also within the university itself and for where they went afterwards. But as I headed towards retirement and phase out, I wanted to write a novel about the fur trade and I came out because of friends who invited me to the Alders for holidays and said, this is the city, this is the valley where I want to live. And so that was 15 years ago. So I think I've earned my epaulets to be able to say I am a resident of Courtney and the Comox Valley and very proud to be on the island. Within those past 15 years, how closely have you been involved or really kept an eye on municipal politics? It's been interesting to see how much governance we have in the Comox Valley. (laughs) It's amazing, really, for the number of people we have, including the federal government. So the municipal government has become more and more important because, of course, we have an election coming up. But more and more, I have have realized that, uh, especially as I've gone to ground as a retiree, how important it is to have a good municipal government because the daily lives that we have are so influenced by municipal governance and their ability to deliver the services that people are requiring. Do you find that some of the issues from when you first moved here, have they changed dramatically in terms of what's needed not only in Courtney but in the larger Comox Valley? Some of them have changed. Some of them are the same issues, but what we want from those issues has changed. For example, I think when I first started coming here, there was one traffic light. And of course, we have more and more people pouring into the valley all the time. And the contention always is crossing the river. And it seems like the river gets wider each year. People settle down. They want to stay and have the services on their side of the river. And they might go to the other side because they have to, because they might have businesses. But if you're a senior, it's only because you might have friends over there or you go to visit a restaurant or something like that. So I think one of the things that's changed is how much people want to cross the river on a regular basis and during the day. For you personally, what are some issues that you're really paying attention to? I want to backtrack a bit and say that I think many people do not realize 
or think deeply about what the word senior means. Mm. Some people think it is a synonym for retiree. But in fact, one of my milestone birthdays was my 60th when I realized suddenly I couldn't call myself middle-aged anymore. And most of us beyond 60 will live 25 to 30 years. That's a third of our lives. So cramming us all together as seniors is a disservice. Uh, I like to talk about three phases Mm. of aging. And in, in the first phase of retiree or being over 60, you probably are a senior who wants to be physically active. You may be doing other things that were deferred, such as more education, such as traveling, a new hobby or whatever. But more and more people who are in the early years of retirement are taking on the responsibility of staying healthy. So what I hear now among the younger retirees who are 60 plus is that they really want to have pickleball courts. They really want to have indoor tennis. Fast forward 20 some years and you have people who really want to have chair yoga. You really want to get into the city recreational classes, the aquafit, the other activities. Now, you might see these as recreational leisure, but for seniors, it is one way of staying healthy. And ultimately to society that reduces costs when you become ill. So I think these three phases are something that the municipal governments can pay more attention to the demands from younger seniors versus the demands for older seniors. So we come, for example, to biking. There are many seniors who really enjoy going into an electric bike. I am past that stage. When I quit driving, I've been debating, do I want an electric car? Now, these weren't things I was thinking about 15 or 20 years ago. And if I have an electric car, where do I drive it? Am I safe in it? I'm not going to get on a two-wheel bicycle anymore. But I can certainly appreciate my friends who are doing so. And so the demand for having spaces where we can move in our community, both for recreational purposes and also increasingly for appointment purposes, I think is something that I'm really glad that the municipal governments are starting to pay attention to. But I wouldn't see it as leisure or optional. I think that it absolutely becomes critically essential as we think about our phases of aging well. Then I want to talk about money. Mm. For most of our lives, we think about our wages and what we're going to earn. But when you're a senior, you think about how you manage money. You're not making money anymore. You're managing it. It is how do you manage the money in a way that's going to last for your lifetime, but also on a monthly basis. And from a senior's point of view, I think it's really important for the municipality and local businesses to understand how we might make decisions differently than if we were still trying to earn money. Talk about the price of food and concern about food security. When I start paying $3 a bunch of radishes, even though I can afford it, it does make me question how I'm going to manage my money and what I should have. So there's a lot of discussion about how I shop locally or among my senior friends. How much do you think the municipal government can play a role in that as opposed to, say, a provincial or federal? I'm not sure if there's one size formula, but there are business associations. The municipal government could encourage those conversations. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I also want to mention is that I would like to see police on bicycles. They can be auxiliary police, but I'm tired of having our police in cars and refusing to come when you call in the middle of the night or being afraid to go out on the riverway pathway when it's dark. When we had police on bicycles, we had really effective policing. We don't see a policeman doing walkabouts anymore. We couldn't do this during the pandemic, and I understand the shortage of qualified officers, but we used to have auxiliary police, and we can have trained people, and we've let that slip a bit. So if I had a wish list of what I'd like to see change, that would be one of them. 
But I have one more thing I'd like to say, and that is connected with housing. The housing has been a big issue. And I'd like to say that I'm really grateful to the current council and mayor for Oceanfront Village. I think it's making a big difference in our community. I would have liked to have seen shovels in the ground for another building before this one was even finished. However, we need more because we can't have people living in big houses all on their own, depending upon their neighbors forever. That works pretty well in the middle phase of seniors, but as you get older, it's just too isolating. And so we need seniors housing, and we need it for across the range of the economic capability of people to pay for that housing as well. Just getting back to what you were saying about how seniors make up a majority in terms of the population in the Comox Valley, to wrap up here, Do you find that in terms of actually going out and casting a ballot, that a lot of seniors will do that? And for those who maybe choose not to, particularly on the municipal level, what would you say to that? I have a low tolerance for people who don't vote. I don't see how they can call themselves Canadian citizens. Peace, order, and good government was the mantra when I was growing up. Let's not lose that. However, we do know that seniors tend to be the larger voting demographic. I'd love to see more intergenerational conversations about voting. It brings tears to my eyes when I see seniors going into schools to vote. That is an exercise in democracy that's right in everybody's faces and visible and makes everyone happy and proud. We have a municipal election coming up. I really hope anybody who's hearing this goes and votes and brings a partner or brings a friend. But everybody, please go and vote. I really appreciate your insight and your perspective on seniors' issues and so much more. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for the invitation. My name is Tony Reynolds. My wife and I, Rachel, are residents of Comox. We've been in Comox for 11 years. We've been in the valley for 24. We moved out in 1998 and we bought a farm north of Courtney and we farmed for a number of years. And then the to-do list became too oppressive and uh, we decided to recognize the passage of time and we moved into Comox and I'm very happy there since. Welcome to the podcast, Tony. I'm very glad to have you. Would you consider yourself over the time that you have lived in the Comox Valley engaged or interested in municipal politics? I've always been interested. I've known a few of the municipal politicians. I've always voted municipally. I always go to the all candidates meetings and so I cast my ballot carefully. I haven't been engaged in door-to-door knocking. I've done that in the federal elections, but I haven't done it at the municipal elections. But I'm very interested in scrutinizing each of the uh, candidates and seeing what their fundamental values are. I know a lot of people talk about municipal politics as having a very tangible effect on day-to-day life here. What are your thoughts on municipal politics? Well, I agree with that entirely, but I think we need to be more ambitious with our municipal politics. Obviously, we have to operate within the legislative framework, but I think there are things that can be done at the municipal level to really demonstrate a way forward for more senior governments. I think we can be more courageous and bold at the municipal level because it's not quite as risky as doing the daring thing at the federal or provincial level. I'd like us to to be considerably more creative. And what are some of the issues that you find that are really relevant for you, particularly in this upcoming election? There are two issues in particular, but the two areas that I would like to see us give more thought to and in fact put in place funding and programming to try to make headway. One is the whole question of quit planning in terms of the services and infrastructure that we have in our 
in our villages and towns. We've seen a huge amount of growth in Comox in the last two or three years. It may not continue at the same level, but it may well, because this is a very much desired part of the world to live in. And it's great to see the increase in numbers of young people in the last couple of years mm -hmm. coming to the valley. It brings new life to some of us who are aged. But I fear that we're too passive. Questions of education, the facilities available in education, simple things like traffic, the amount of time it takes to get across the 17th Street Bridge on many occasions during the day. I'm really not convinced that we have taken a serious enough look at what the expanding needs are of our services and infrastructure and put the money into planning for specific growth. And I would even go to the point of saying that in the absence of that, I think we should be very careful about what we approve in terms of significant new residential development, because otherwise we're going to end up with this valley being a suburb of Vancouver, and that's not why we're here. I'm not against growth, I'm all for growth, but I, we need to do it in a more thoughtful and realistic way. The second thing I am very keen on is I believe that the whole climate crisis question can be much more creatively addressed at the local level. I know that there are responsibilities of the federal government and the provincial government, and we need to keep the pressure on there. But there are things that we can do at the local level, and I know that this is something the regional district is, is beginning to focus on, the whole question of our buses. Why are we driving huge buses around this valley with two or three people in them? It is time to sell those and buy minibuses and buy them electric. But I'm also interested in the municipal governments putting in place tax benefits, tax reductions for people who take significant action to make their residences much more environmentally progressive. Now, what I would like to see is the local government draw up a list of five or six significant things that individuals can do in terms of making their houses more environmentally sound. And if they do a significant number of those things, the municipal government actually gives them a break on their municipal taxes. Now that break doesn't need, maybe it's something like 15%. The point is not so much the money, it's the fact that it will tweak people's interest and say, oh look, I might be able to do something like that. We've got some very creative people on our municipal council and they're smart, they've got interesting ideas. I think they need to be more ambitious. People actually want to sustain the value of our community. And that does cost money, and people are prepared to pay for that. Do you think that these are tangible goals within the next four years? Oh, I think they are. I think you could put a program in place, you could, you could publicize it, you would have to work out with your budget what that tax incentive would be. It doesn't need to be a big incentive. The issue is to bring it before the public's attention, and they're going to do it. The, the tax break is just a teaser. Actually, the people who do it will do it because they have conviction to do it. Just to wrap up here, for those people, and I know there are quite a few because it seems like local government elections generally have lower voter turnout than yeah. other 
levels of government. For those who maybe think that it really doesn't matter to cast a ballot or why should they cast a ballot, what would you say to that? How much do you value voting in a municipal government election? I value it highly because I have high expectations of the people we vote in. Maybe if your motivation to to vote isn't very strong, maybe you need to think about the kinds of things that they could do that you'd like to see done and voice that to them, that will increase your interest in seeing something happen at the local level. Frankly, I think the local level is going to be increasingly important, more important, not more important than the other levels are, but much more important than it's been in the past because we can do things at the local level that are much more difficult to do at the national or provincial level. Thank you so much for your insight. Oh, I really welcome. appreciate thanks it. For, thanks for the initiative for doing this. That's this edition of Off the Page, produced by the Comox Valley Record. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. Email us at offthepage at comoxvalleyrecord.com. Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com.